I'm Emily. I'm Molly. And, and this is oh, Stupid Genius. <laughs> what happened then? <laughs> Don't know. Stupid Genius. You're listening stupid to Stupid things, Genius. Stupid things happen when we do this on Teams. Exactly, exactly. Well, we're doing it on Teams because it's a spooky day. <laughs> uh, Sure. <laughs> Sure, that's we the can, reason. We can go with that. But it is, and do you know what I realised? Um, we get quite a few kids around here, like, because we live on a bit of an estate, and I've got no sweets in yet, so I need to go to the co-op at some point and get some sweets, because they're going to come and knock in. And you can't be that person that gives, like, an orange. I used to can't hate those person. people. I, I mean, I would have to have oranges in to be able to, or any sort of fruit. <laughs> no. I think I've got some apples, which I've had for, like, three weeks. Get them to do apple bobbin. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? I'd have parents come around like, why have you got my kid's head in a bowl? In your house. Get out, Bobby. Get out. <laughs> do you know what? Today I'm actually um, going back to pole dancing for the first time in like probably three months. I stopped while I was doing my submission and stuff just because I couldn't manage anything. Um, and I'm going back today. So I'm actually probably not going to be here during trick or treat time. So Lloyd, you better be on that door. And he better be like giving those. <gasps> Whoa! I mean, he's he so scary. Good. He is good with kids, so I feel like he probably will. What I did last year, I answered the door probably like five times, and then I just I did that really awful thing where I just left a bucket of sweets on the doorstep. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I did that as well because it got to a point where I was just like, no one, no one knocked on my door. By the way, one kid knocked on my door, and that's really sad because I think I live in quite a family orientated area is it i thought it was quite studently i don't know i've got family next door to me i've got like i guess like old guys living next like to the left of me i just yeah exactly so they're not gonna but but there are families around i mean i I hear them in the morning screaming so (laughs) where are you at i put my pumpkins out i had decorations last year this year i'm bothered when I was teaching yesterday, I was very much enjoying asking all the students what their Halloween costumes were at the weekend. Because obviously that was yeah. the big, even though it's Halloween, well, it was Halloween yesterday. It's, um, the, you go out the weekend before, don't you? Anyway, loads of them went as like really random things. Apparently. No, all that's the, it. It's a, huh? it's, it's, it, you, it's niche. You've got to go as a niche character. No, no, but when I say random, I don't mean like that. I mean, they all went as the same thing. Oh, what? So, like, loads of the girls went as Magic Mike. <laughs> okay, love that. I was like, right. But that's quite random, right? Because Magic Mike isn't new, but no, it's but... also not old enough to be, like, retro. So that yeah, but it's one. pretty funny, I guess. I, I've seen, actually, I might have seen them. I saw a TikTok like about... Like, sexy Magic Mike, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Girls, all girls dressing up as Magic Mike, like, blonde hair, like, I don't know, they were like... Yeah, what the hell? So that must be a thing. And then the other thing, a load of the lads had gone as this thing called... um Oh, what's it called? The bear? No, it begins with an M, and it has, like, a red... It's a, a red jumpsuit with, like, a weird mask and, like, a red li- like red lines in the face. What's that? I have no clue what you're And they were all like, oh, my God, Molly, you've not heard of that. What is wrong with you, sort of thing? What? Can we, oh. can we like Google red face? What, Dennis the Menace? Okay, so I found it on Google and it's money heist. Money oh, heist? Money heist, yeah, yeah. But that came out ages ago. Sure, you don't know what that is. You're just pretending it is. to be found on Netflix. out. No, I refuse. You thought 
You thought it was Dennis the Menace, Emily. Oh, where's Wally? Oh, where's Wally? So don't give me that I know what Gen Z are talking about bullshit. <laughs> I do okay? know what Money Heist is. I did watch it, but I, uh, I went to watch it and it, it was supposed to be good. Everyone was raving well, on about it. Like I swear, like five years ago. Maybe well, this not. is what I mean. That, that's all what I meant by random. There's like these weird themes of things this year with the students. But what do you, you haven't dressed up this Halloween, have you? I was gutted. I love Halloween and I was going to go as, you know, Bob Ross. That's what I wanted to go as. Oh, yeah. Or I wanted to job. go as, um, cause like a couple's partner, either like him go as, uh, Austin Powers and me go as, um, Dr. Oh, Evil. See. So, so I could wear, oh. <laughs> so I could wear a ball cap. So that was, <laughs> so those are my options. And then we all, we, we went, to a my mate wants to go to a techno event and obviously people that go into techno don't really dress up they, they want to be cool you know that's they're cool like dark reason. that's more of a reason why you should have gone in full fancy dress well i was event. i was literally going to go as um a techno bunny <laughs> and my mate was going to go as a sexy priest and then when we realized no one was dressing up i was like well i can't i can't do this on my own see i quite like being the only person dressed up at a halloween party like it wasn't Halloween, but last year for New Year's, oh no, it was the year before, we went to a, a house party that Lloyd's friends were putting on, like, and it was all couples, and the theme was New York, and me and Lloyd went out there, like, we went extra, we went as Nadia and Laszlo from What We Do The Shadows, but like, yes, I we went lovely. all out, and everyone else was just like, one girl was like the Statue of Liberty and was just had like a nice jumpsuit on and like a little crown. I hate that. What are they doing? It's one girl for a reason. One girl went as Rachel from Friends. Basically no. just, and I was like, I turned up in a full black wig and like Victorian style clothes. <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> that's hilarious. That's usually me. Like whenever there's fancy dress, people are like a cat and I'm like dressed. I usually like cross dressing to be honest. <laughs> Dress like yeah, a guy. Why not? It's quite fun, to be honest. Uh, and last time I went, it was Justin uh, Timberlake. <laughs> what, what era? What Justin um, era? You know, do you know Lonely Island? I feel like this is very niche. No, <laughs> yeah. He, well, he did a he did a song with Lonely Island called, this is so bad, Dick in a Box. Right. And he, the whole premise is, if you haven't got any present, don't worry, you can put your dick in a box. Stop yeah, that was the whole video, and it's the song's called "Dick in a Box." <laughs> I can't. I actually feel horrible saying this. Anyway, it was a lockdown thing that we stumbled across these videos again that we used to watch when we were younger, um, and and then obviously it was a, it was a party just after lockdown. So I thought, what shall I dress up as? Only these friends will get it. You know, it's like a very niche joke. Um, you weren't the actual thing in the box. You were just, t- you were Timberlake. I was Timberlake. I looked really like him. And obviously I had um, a belt. <laughs> I looked really like him. <laughs> and I had, a, I had a box stuck to my crotch. <laughs> so. Okay, well, we're going to move on from that. Um, why, do have... I, why do I do this? Why do I do this to myself? Why? I'm a professional. I'm an academic. Please take me seriously. I think if there's one thing that this podcast, you know, can tell people is that even academics, even successful ones can still be weird and have 
yeah, rather inappropriate senses of humour. I think you, you can definitely be lured into the trap in academia of thinking everyone is just like dead straight lace and boring. And it's just not the case, is it? It's just not the case. No, 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 no. Okay, well, my stupid hoping, was... Yeah, you've got some horrific go stupid Tommy. Ah, uh, nah. My stupid was okay, <laughs> when I, um, I guess, yeah, I went out on Saturday. I went to, I mean, I went to the techno event, realised not my thing. I'm just like bored. And my mate didn't enjoy it. It was too foggy. Couldn't really see. I felt like an old person. There was a lot of them. Too <laughs> foggy. So, too foggy. <laughs> I, I love that. Put that on the reviews for the event, like on Skiddle. Too Shit foggy. event. Too foggy. Too foggy. <laughs> too foggy. You couldn't even see the DJ. And that's the whole point. We went to go see a specific person. You couldn't even see it. It, it literally could be a record player. Who the fuck knows? I want to see it basically uh, is. You just press play on their app or Macs or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So we left there and we went out into town. And I think that's just my stupid because when I was around quite a few young people and I just felt really old, <laughs> I just felt quite old, which is fine. But also the main thing is I've been ill and it hasn't helped. I've, I've now, I felt better on Saturday and now I feel like shit. And you got in at like 5 a.m., no? Yeah, 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 yeah. Emily, Emily, Emily. I know. Rare occasion, though, to be fair. Rare occasion that I stay out that late. Yeah, the- well, I was seeing you on Sunday, wasn't I? Yeah, like Sunday. Em, em was doing a favour for my uh, dad. She was picking something up in a van. And uh, I went to message you in the morning at, like, probably 8 or 9. Um, yeah. And I saw that you were active at 4.45 a.m. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Something's <laughs> happened here. <laughs> I was okay though. I didn't feel hungover on Sunday. I felt pretty alright. I just felt a bit tired. But yeah, it was more of probably, you know, just getting flus. And now I've got, I can't stop sneezing. Now I've got sore throat again. Well, I am upping you on the stupid this week. Go on. I am well and truly knocking your stupid out of the park. Yeah? Yeah. Go on. That bad. So last week on Friday, I have a really busy teaching day on a Friday. I teach from nine till six, essentially, with like obviously some breaks in between. And generally speaking, the last couple of weeks have been pretty mad for me at work. Someone is off on long term six. So I've been picking up a lot of slack. There's also this big drama going on with this trip. Anyway, I'm not going to go into that. But there's a lot going on. Right. My head is a scramble. Considering I only did my Viva as well, like what, a week or two ago. Um there's just a lot going on. So my head, I don't think I was aware. You know, we've talked about this before, haven't we? How, how as like highly functioning anxiety people, like you plow on and on and on and on. Like probably most people are academia, to be fair. And then suddenly something happens that you're like, oh, shit, I'm actually a bit of a mess. Anyway, I missed a class. I actually missed a class. And I won't go into the details of like how that happened. But essentially, the long and short of it is my students were all waiting for me in the classroom and I was not there. And I did eventually go. I was like 15 minutes late. Um, I like literally when I realized I ran to the room, like in an absolute, you know, mad, like haze of madness. Like, oh, my God, like my students. And they'd all gone, which is quite understandable. Fortunately, it wasn't like a core module. It was these extra sessions that we're doing for our personal duties. But I was mortified, like super mortified. And then, you know, when you step back and you think, oh, shit, like, that's happened because I am not in a good place sort of thing. So that was my big old stupid of the week. I'm hoping that I do not 
uh, have another one of that magnitude because that felt pretty stupid. I mean, it's all right now. It's okay. And students, you know what? They probably would have gone, yeah, we've got a session. <laughs> yeah, four o'clock on a Friday. They were like, thank God. Thank for God that. for that. Yeah, let's but go. But I spent like two hours that afternoon planning the session for it. Like I was actually excited for delivering it and I'd like got them a big box of chocolates and Oh my god, yeah. You put you it was on your table, right? I wanted some, but you were like they're for my students. Yeah. I take them I take them chocolate every Friday at that time, so I just think it's like such a harsh time for them to have to come in. Um so yeah, it's definitely made me think about what I'm doing and sort of stripping things back a bit. When I say that, it's made me think about that. I haven't actually done anything because I was looking at my studio list and it's all essential, isn't it? It's like when we were talking about prioritising in like an earlier, way earlier episode. Yeah. How do you prioritise or strip back when everything is essential? Right. Yeah. Like how, what you, I guess then, annoyingly, you have to look at your... The nice stuff, like pole, like yoga. Yeah. I was about to say your, your public life, your like after (laughs) hours... (laughs) <laughs> your private life event. I was gonna say it makes me sound like a celebrity. Your public life. <laughs> your public life. Yeah, that's it. And take and that strip back a bit. Yeah, yeah, that's what sometimes I have to do. I have to be like, well, I guess I'm gonna have a chilled weekend and not do what I wanted to do. Or, you know, poll might be okay, but I don't know, certain stuff that you maybe don't cram it in as much as you do. So maybe this yeah. weekend don't go and see Robbie Williams in London. Oh, I know. I'm not going to, but we do have a visitor coming this weekend. Every weekend in November and December is pretty much like filled up with either visitors or we're visiting or whatever. But that probably will be a stupid for me in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> I know. I've just come out of that of October. I'm like, fuck. Oh, uh, well, same October. You know, when you think, oh, we'll get to winter and it'll be super chill. Where Never. is that chill time? It's, it's honestly, I actually hate being an adult. You're literally like, book. I'm like, oh, I'm free in January that weekend. Yeah. I'll book you in. I'm like, fuck, I've now fully booked every weekend until Jan. It's wild. It is wild. I hate but let's it. have a genius. Let's have one. Because <laughs> this is making me depressed. <laughs> yeah, same. What, what is We're life? talking ourselves into a depression. Um, My genius is I didn't miss a meeting. Yay! Things have just been going all right. Like, I I feel like yesterday was slow, but I still, I could have, I really could have written off the whole day as well um, with yesterday's work because I just really wasn't feeling up for it. But I was like, no, I've got, you know, a table to put together. That's pretty like monotonous, monotonous. Monotonous. Yeah, that one Uh, task, but I did it and I've managed to like keep to every bloody meeting and if I've got a meeting, say, because I talked to Ben about this, if I've got a meeting, say, at one, maybe I won't book stuff in before it, you know? Maybe I'll just keep it there and, you know, yes. I thought, I thought I was like, why, why aren't I like everyone else? Why can't I just have like three meetings in a day and not feel overwhelmed? He was like, no, I think like most people, if they've got lots of meetings, will feel overwhelmed. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's not yeah, like me. I have like five meetings today on Teams and I will be overwhelmed at the end. But I make sure if I can that there's at least like half an hour between them. But if you're going from one thing to another, because I know you were saying, weren't you? Was that last week on the pod that you had a meeting at one? And I was like, aren't you teaching 12 to one? And you were like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's that pressure that that puts on you, though, isn't it? To try and get to a place to be able to do that for a certain time and yeah it's doable but it just adds stress for you I suppose and 
yeah, it's nice to be able to just have those little bits of time. Yeah. And if I have a meeting on Teams, just stay at home. Like, don't, I'm like trying to like, oh, have a meeting. I mean, it's annoying because now we're in person a little bit more. So now I have like meetings in one building and then another building and then, and I'm sure, you know what, actually, if we're going to have a meeting, I'd rather it all be online and we can, I can sit from home. But, uh, yeah, I totally yeah. agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, well done. That sounds so good. I just feel like everything is so coming together for you. I feel like you've had lots of little strings all going on at the same time and they're all suddenly coming, coming together. together. Oh, yeah, and for sure. You'll be putting them in a nice, gorgeous little bow soon, I reckon. I hope so. I've got a meeting so... today for um, data analysis. So Say that again. I've got a meeting today for data analysis. So um, my supervisor is going to teach me how to... Do some stuff. Do some stuff. <laughs> yeah, do some stuff. I'm excited for that. Better What's not that? miss it. <laughs> do not miss it. What time is it at? One. Ages. Ages. Yeah. I got go Yuck. Yeah. Go on. What's your genius? Um. So my genius is that I'm definitely not checking my notes at all. Mm-hmm. My genius. <laughs> so um, I guess I just picked one that was sort of teaching related to counteract the. Uh, stupid teaching related one that I had so um last week I just had some really nice student feedback so one student um told me in our session that it was his favorite seminar which I think is always really nice to hear I think students don't realize how much as like a lecturer it's nice to hear these things but he's like yeah this is my favorite seminar da, da, da. so that was really nice and then another student after this said to me he was actually telling me how he hates the module <laughs> <laughs> But he was like, but I love your teaching. He was like, you're so nice. You're such a good teacher. And I love coming to our sessions, but I just don't, I'm, I don't love like the actual module, but I love how you teach it and stuff. And I was that's like, oh, I just nice. ignored the first bit. I was like, oh, that's so nice. Thank you. That's so, nice. yeah, having some good feedback's been, been really nice. I bet you're a really good teacher. Oh, thanks. Quite, yeah, yeah. Quite patient and quite clear on how you deliver it. I reckon we have quite similar styles, me and you, to be honest. Bit scatty, a bit, <laughs> a bit like over the bubbly, top, <laughs> a bit like a bit geeky and jokey, but also obviously super cool. <laughs> super cool. I I I, I, I like, bet my students. Do you know what? So yesterday cool. in a session, because it was so quiet and they were just doing work, I put on the radio just like in the background, and I always put on like heart naughties or like a naughties one, and I was literally like dancing around the room to Blue while I was helping them, and no one knew who Blue was. That's sad. I know. And also one song came on, which was the M people who I love. And this guy was like, oh, is this the Backstreet Boys? <laughs> Emily is looking slightly black. I don't know who they are. <laughs> yes, you do. What have you done today? Make you feel proud. Yeah. That one? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, he thought it was Backstreet Boys. So when I think I'm cool, I actually think I'm probably the least cool person they've ever met, but I like to do yeah, that. That makes you cool. Thanks. We've established this. The fact, that, <laughs> yeah. the fact that you are fully wholeheartedly not cool makes you cool. I'm going to embrace that. I'm yeah, embracing it. Me. Should we ramble? I think we should. Let's get all spooky. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> A day late. So it's Halloween. It was Halloween and all through the house. No, that's the Christmas one, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're a little bit late. Ah! Ah! Yeah, that was a scream. Scream. Come on. 
Sorry, I could proper scream if you want me to. Maybe not. Not? Maybe not. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So but we I have got a spooky we... episode. I mean, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell we're just like... <laughs> So like yeah whatever let's get through it shall we <laughs> fucking hell come on Emily no, this is no, your no, no. passion I love Halloween and I thought it'd be a good time I've heard some spooky horror stories um throughout my PhD and I thought you know what let's drudge them back up and let's tell them um it's going to be a short and sweet one to be honest because there's not that much people don't really like to tell you when they fuck up so. Unless it's me and you, in which case we love to tell everybody every single every week. Every week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you know what? As a fan of like true crime and someone that listens to the most horrific uh, podcast episodes, I don't know how spooky this is really going to be, but let's just let's put a scary spin on it. That's literally what I was going to say. It's not actually that. Like, it's not we're not going to talk about. No one told me that they murdered someone or this and that. <laughs> Although. <laughs> Maybe. Um, okay, so I'm just going to start off with my <laughs> PhD horror story. It's not really that. I don't know. I feel really ridiculous calling it a horror story. Basically, I was going to date a collection and I was doing interviews and measuring their stairs. And when I got into my car, my car didn't start. Ooh. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this is going to be a long episode, guys. <laughs> And I obviously had left it to the to the last moment of my car should start and I'll be on time. Now I'm going to be late, so I have to call my participant. I'm going to be a bit late and I had to drive in the van. So I drove in the van, got to the place, interviewed them, and then realised I've forgotten all my equipment to measure these bloody stairs. Scary. Whoa. <laughs> oh, sorry, was that the scary bit? Oh. oh. So I had to bloody drive another half an hour back to mine, half an hour back to theirs to just measure some bloody stairs. So that was a horror story there for you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, OK. So this is basically just, Emily, you're going to regurgitate all your stupids for us. Essentially. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what this episode is going to be. <laughs> Have you got a story like that, Molly? Um. Why you think I'll tell another one? This is not me. Um, this is someone else. They were <laughs> they were data collecting again in the lab, and um, they have a VR headset and they put together a, a basically a border so you don't run into anything. Um, and they were doing you know running tasks with this VR headset on. So they're in the virtual reality. Anyway, I'm working away, tip tapping away in the in the lab, going boop 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 boop, and I turn around, and I'm so glad I turn around at this moment. I <laughs> I just see him run full pelt into the <laughs> into this like metal container, <laughs> and it just goes boom. <laughs> what and the and you hear the person who's running the data collection going, stop, stop. And he just goes, boom. And he falls to the floor. And it's like, oh, my God. I bet they didn't account for that in their ethics form, did no, they? No, 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 no. And obviously, yeah, um, 
they were okay. And luckily it was a participant of, it was like kind of pilot testing. So she was like, all right, well, that's. Well, so it doesn't matter if that one's knocked out. They're just a pilot. Yeah, but like, it's our mates. It's okay. It's not like. (laughs) Okay. Okay. That makes it definitely not as bad if it was, yeah, not like a a member of the public. Can you imagine? Could you imagine, Ron? In a way though, that's even more ridiculous that someone who knows the lab still fucking ran into it. Yeah, but you're in this virtual reality and it's so realistic. It's a virtual reality of the lab and you can't tell your spatial. Have you ever had a headset on? Yeah, I did um like a, not a course, but like a workshop of it last month. Yeah, I don't yeah. like it. I'm not a big fan. No? No, it makes me feel a bit sick. That's it. Yeah, she was like trying to minimise how like sick you feel because oh, obviously right. that's a side effect. That is a side effect. I also like, played um Lloyd's little brother has got like a like a fighting game <gasps> on, really on like fun, a VR. Yeah, and I was doing that, but that was quite scary because they're like obviously running at you and I was like trying to like slash them with a sword. <laughs> it's all a bit violent for me. It's all a bit says you listen to red handed all the time. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like that's like that has like a distance. I'm not actually being ran at with fucking knives, am I? Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Next story is actually quite a bad one in terms of, I don't know, I didn't actually ask if I could use any of these stories, but I'm not using names. So anyway, the the next one is when, I guess we'll call this one, I'm fond of you. (laughs) Oh dear. (laughs) Now I'm really scared. (laughs) No, so um, it was during COVID. And this researcher had to get people's phone numbers and do interviews on the phone and, you know, message and do video calls and do stuff like that and build rapport that way. Um, and let's just say the participant got a little bit too friendly with the researcher <laughs> and started messaging um, inappropriate stuff saying, hey, you look beautiful say, <gasps> Hey, uh, calling, call, like calling her a lot. and um, and she had to obviously be like supervisors. What the frick do I do? Um, or team or whatever. I don't actually know what she did. And they were like, well, you know, if he does it, you need to tell him, tell him where, <laughs> where to like, where the boundaries are. And then if he does it again, you're going to have to block and move on. But. She needed that participant. The things you do for participants. That's actually so sick, isn't it? Like, what guys have to put up with being sexually hounded by a participant? Like, what a fucking joke. Who did he think he was? It's ridiculous. I have a story like this, to be honest. When I went to um, a forum and I was trying to get people to do my survey, the only way the guys would do it is if I sat down next to them and do it, did it with them and they'll make an inappropriate jokes the whole time. And really? I just thought, don't care. It's a participant. <laughs> Move on. Push through, push through. <laughs> but they were being, and then everyone was making jokes like, oh, he never does stuff like this. You know why he's doing it? You know? And like, he's, <laughs> and, and, um, he was like, here's my number in case you need. In case you need uh, more participants, I was like, I think I'll put a little X by your name. That's <laughs> actually vile. I'm trying to think now, like, has there ever been anything like that for me? I don't know what that says about me. I think I walk around with a big, like, fuck off on my forehead, maybe, because I don't know. I don't think I've, I've ever had anything like that. I'm trying to think. Oh, at least not, not, like, from participants anyway. 
Yeah, it definitely scared me going when I was like, okay, well, I'm going to be calling, I'm going to be going into these participants' homes on my own. Absolutely. Um, and although they're old and I feel like I could take them, it's still like uncomfortable, isn't it? It's still, you're still in an uncomfortable situation. I wonder if it's because like my participants are all within their workplace. Well, not all of them, but a lot of them are like within a workplace. And so they're like, maybe, you know, abiding by those rules when in other jobs i've had like oh my god like when i was a hotel receptionist the actual things that i used to have said to me were atrocious and i have to be honest some of the older people like there was this guy i remember he was like 70 or 80 or something like that he made me carry his bags to his bedroom so he could like sit me down and talk to him in his bedroom and was like it was the weirdest thing ever and guys always used to say to me like well, you know, my room number now is like a wink, you know, and I'd like give them their keys and stuff for their rooms. Like, oh, they'd be like, oh. see you there later. Yeah. Like in, so front of, gross. in front of other guests. Yeah. And they'd be like, has anyone ever told you you've got beautiful eyes? My room's 324. See you there later. Yeah. Honestly, stuff like that all the time. Absolutely disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. That's horrible. That's horrible. If, if you're a man listening to this, just maybe don't do that. I, I doubt you do. I don't think any of our listeners. Yeah. No. None of our listeners would be that horrible. <laughs> but yeah, maybe if um you know a female researcher that's going into the field, you'd be like, hey, do you want me to come with you? That might be yeah, nice. That's true. That's true. Unfortunately, like it's not something I would want to accept that is needed. But I think in realistic terms, like yeah, be that person that offers support if they need it. I suppose. Because yeah, like I said, so- you go into people's homes is a bit could potentially be well i put a fail safe into it i i made sure my supervisors are aware because i have a full male supervisor team besides one female um but she wasn't she she wasn't really she's only a part of like i don't know they're not like the main you know the main supervisors she she comes in for like the qualitative and like review my stuff in that way um and i just wanted the male supervisor to be aware that this is actually something that you know us as researchers as, and they they have lots of um women phd students so i thought maybe it would be good always like these are the general concerns and yeah you have to be a bit more worried about this and um so i was like okay so when i go in i share my location i text them saying i've arrived i share my live location with them and then when I'm done, I say I'm done and I stop sharing my live location. If for an, uh, God forbid, if something did happen and I wasn't at the house and I didn't say I'd left the house after two hours, then they'd message to check in if I was OK. And then if I hadn't replied in four hours, then start sort of phoning the participant. Car. <laughs> yeah, phone the participant, first of all, because I would give the information there and then obviously then escalate it from there. And it seemed to work and it made me feel a lot safer to know that, yeah, you know, they will be there. I also messaged Vin as well to be like, hey, just in case they were <laughs> just, I don't know, busy with our supervisor stuff. Yeah. Oh so, um, horror stories. You just, you just can't be, you can't be too careful because there was one participant's home and luckily I was shadowing at OT and it wasn't my participant that I went into and actually he was an alcoholic and he had had a fall. And we went into his home and he had like maybe one sofa there. The rest was like covered in vomit and food <gasps> and, and piss. And there was no real windows. He had covered up all the windows. He was drunk himself and he was a bit of a mess. And we, we had to like help him out a little bit. 
Um, but that being said, it, it opened my eyes to be like, okay, there is potential people like this. And I felt very unsafe, even though I was with an OT, someone else. So you just got to be wary of those as things. That these things he, can happen. Yeah, as if he agreed for you to go round, like no. Well, that they don't know what they don't know what they're walking into. That's the thing. No, you, the participant. Oh yeah. Well, he was he was just a member of the public with a, um who had suffered a fall and got recommend got like um, passed on to an OT. No, but I mean, so, occupational therapist. Yeah, but did he must have consented for you to be there? Because you have to get informed consent as part of, for him to be a participant. He's not a participant. He was a he was a member of the public that I was shadowing an occupational therapist for. Oh, so were you not actually collecting data on him? No, 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 no. Oh, it was just for me to see what occupational therapists do, almost like a part like pilot testing, but also seeing oh, what goes on. Geez. So it just did really open my eyes of like, okay, well these are you don't know yeah, what yeah. you're walking into. So you got to take you safety know. seriously, sort of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a real horror. <laughs> that is a horror story. That's not like a funny horror story. That's just like, that's just horrible. horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this one's next one is, um, we'll call it getting gassy. <laughs> oh, God, that's me right now. <laughs> yeah, Molly's in pain. Um, I guess, girls. <laughs> so I don't really know the logistics behind it. I'm not really, I don't really know what's going on. But there's, um, in their data collection, they use this big, big, gas canister that's like probably half the size of me um right. to i don't know to do something there's like gas in it there's some form of gas <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't know there's gas okay <laughs> some gas everywhere and then they just use gas and gas, they just use gas, gas. or something i don't know but anyway okay. you know those big metal containers that are filled with some form of gas gas yeah you know what i'm on about please please tell me molly well, I guess so, like a cylinder thing. Yeah. That's what I'm imagining. Yeah. yeah. A gas cylinder. Yeah. 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 Almost like a keg, but, but full of <laughs> gas instead of beer. How many times can we say gas in yeah. the cylinder? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you're meant to turn it off, um, at the end of every day and every participant because again, this probably cylinder is worth God knows how much. They're ridiculously expensive. Um, I want to put a price on it, but I don't even know. Just a lot. Just thousands. a lot of money. Let's just say thousands. 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 No, I actually do think they are. Like, yeah, they're, probably. you know, they're huge. Anyway, um, this one person researcher forgot to switch the nozzle and left the gas on. And, um, it was a Friday. So, Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> yes, we know how the days of the week work. <laughs> Monday. I'm trying to build suspense. <laughs> Monday, they go back into the lab and they see that, oh, crap, I've left the nozzle undone. Which, can I just say, is so dangerous because... Well, I was going to say, it's not like poisonous. So, like, if you lit a match, it would just fucking yeah. blow the whole lab up. Yeah, the whole building could have been blown up. <gasps> And obviously they had to then, with their tail between their legs, go be like, I don't know what's happened to the gas, but it seems to have run out. And it was a full new gas. It was a full <gasps> new canister. So they were like, bit weird. <laughs> obviously that like, it was unspoken and they knew, they knew what happened, but they were just like, we're not gonna, we're not gonna cross that path. We're not gonna acknowledge it. We acknowledge that 
like they acknowledged that they fucked up and the people were like, yep, that's really good. Yeah. So we'll, we'll just, we'll move past it. We'll get you a new one. And you nearly blew up everyone in the, in the lab. That's fine. Was it a PhD student? It was not. It was a master's student. Oh, right. That's even worse. Can you imagine how bad you would feel? Like, I have sleepless nights over things like missing a class, which isn't even like core module. And then imagine going to work on Monday and realizing that you've just wasted thousands of pounds of like, of your lives. Oh, I know, <laughs> right? It? Yeah. Uh, luckily, it's been externally funded by a company. So they've got like tons of money, but still trying yeah, to justify even... that to them. Dead. Yeah, in a way, that's even worse because you've got someone else you've got to explain it to. It's quite funny as well. I was a participant on Monday morning, so I was thinking, am I going to die? It's just like, yeah. be in it. You know, with a little gas mask on, like, <laughs> like what? yeah, like, why are you running on a treadmill? <laughs> I meant to do like a, like a, no, hang on. I meant to do like a gas mask like, breathing sound. <sighs> yeah, and instead I just went, I was born in the dark. <laughs> Mad, right? Oh, that is really bad, actually. <laughs> really bad, which is quite funny. Then now I've got some actual um, horror stories, the ones that you would like. Oh, okay. What okay. do you mean? So those are the those are the ones that are just included to to what? Just bore me. These those... are the ones I'll actually like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, these ones, those are the ones I actually heard from people. These ones are the ones I got from the internet. Oh, okay. Hit me. You ready? So. This guy. Can I just say, we're doing this over teams, as we've already mentioned. Emily's obviously so excited because she has just got so close (laughs) to the camera right now. Like before she was sat back in a seat. And now all I can see is just like Emily's (laughs) fucking massive face. (laughs) Okay, Theodore. Theodore spent 19 years (laughs) working on his PhD. What? Give yeah. up, mate. Just give up. Yeah. <laughs> At Stanford University. I mean, nice, but still, give up. And then beat his advisor to death with a ball peen hammer. Okay, that ball peen is. That took a real turn. I thought you were going to say, but then he beat his advisor at publishing the work they'd been working <laughs> on for 19 years. No, 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 no. no. They beat, he beat him to death. This one's uh, for the supervisors out there. Be wary. Don't be a dick and let us be be for this. These are the size. Oh, my God. No Um, wonder, though. After 19 years, you'd be pretty pissed off, wouldn't you? Not that I'm excusing murder, obviously. No, no, no. Feeling that he had hurt his reputation and denied him scholarly support. So that's why he beat his advisor to death. The irony is that the murder was in 1978. and. Theodore was released in 1985, meaning that he spent less time in prison for the murder <laughs> than he originally spent on his PhD program. PhD is the life sentence there, isn't it? Yeah. Upon his release, he said, I have no intentions of killing again. On the other hand, I can't predict the future. <laughs> Theodore is an absolute baller. He's just like, well, don't mind me. <laughs> I mean, the real question. He's like such a researcher result. Like, I can't predict the future, you know. Yeah. The real question, though, that I want to know is, did he finish his PhD? Yeah, after nineteen years. Oh wait. No. No. I I I think that's that's not clear, is it? Because if he beat his advisor, 
Yeah. Oh, wow. I don't know. We'll have to leave that one to the imagination. Yeah, I know, right? I reckon, uh, do you know what? My guess, this is this, this is the future, this is the picture I'm painting. I reckon he finished it in prison. Yeah. Yeah. And he was actually like, this is just a great form of writing retreat. <laughs> oh, lovely. Oh, I love prison. Bit yeah. of isolation, bit of thinking time, get that PhD wrapped up. <laughs> Not much different to you. Exactly. <laughs> um, so there's another one. In the early hours of November 13th, 2022, four university students were fatally stabbed in an off-campus residence in Moscow, Idaho. On December 30th, Brian was arrested on four counts of first-degree murder. I've and one count to a whole of- podcast episode on this whole crime. Go on, you explain it then. Is it the one where they were all on different floors of the shared house? Yeah, yeah, so and he was everything. a, he actually studied, um, criminology. Yes. Right? Yes. God, what are you taking away? No, no, because do you know what? I've listened, this is, this was a red-handed podcast episode. So guys, if you are interested in this case, go back and listen to it. Um, and I listened to it so long ago, I can't remember the details, but I remember that he like snuck in and they were all in bed on different floors of the house. And it was like three o'clock in the morning or whatever. And yeah, he murdered all of them. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a really grim one. <laughs> this really? is taking a real turn. Well, just be careful when someone says they're studying criminology or in that area because they he was of clearly obsessed with We've murder. also got some criminologists listening to this podcast thinking, Oi, don't don't yeah. mark me with the same brush, please. I'm not a murderer. Yeah. You can definitely just for the record, you can definitely be interested in criminology and not be a murderer. But in this case, yeah, the two were definitely linked. Yeah, yeah. So um yeah, basically that. Should we go <laughs> Basically to- that's basically murder. Basically murder. Another murder on. And this one's actually from the UK because they're all American. Yeah. So there's a PhD student guilty of aiding murders. A PhD student has been found guilty of helping a gang of drug dealers flee after they had shot um, dead on a um, dead arrival. Uh They had shot dead arrival? A rival. Oh, a rival. (laughs) Not a rival. (laughs) Oh, Emily. I love seeing the cogs turning there. So not arrival they did not murder a rival they murdered a, a rival, rival. <laughs> i kept them saying it and be like that it sounded like a rival how do i fucking change that yeah. <laughs> okay serious this is murder this yeah is sorry, sorry drugs sorry. are murder there's been a murder there's oh no that was bad no yeah that's really bad. <laughs> i was trying to be target there's been a murder <laughs> was that there <laughs> or what about um from the office I do declare there's been a murder. Oh, when he's, um, when Michael is, I can't I remember his name declare. now. Yeah, I do declare. Yeah, I do declare. Yeah, I do declare. <laughs> um, so, this PhD student, um, Rachel, assisted her boyfriend, um, after they killed someone, basically. She, um, 
lived in London and was convicted of two courts of conspiracy to, pl- to supply Class A drugs. And Why are you saying it in such a chirpy voice? She um, provided first class drugs. <laughs> okay, sorry. She was convicted on two counts of conspiracy to supply Class A drugs. One count of assisting an officer and three counts of perverting the course of justice. Do you mean resisting an officer? Not assisting, surely. Assisting. An offender. An offender. Uh. One count of assisting an offender and three counts of perverting the course of justice. Um, She said was said to have had a promising career. Um, and she met this murderer while she was taking part in a prison mentoring scheme. Oh, shit. So it was her PhD research about prisoners? Must have been. They don't actually go into what her PhD was about. It just says that it sounds like a love story, which has gone horribly wrong. She became infatuated with the murderer. The murderer. Mm. <laughs> His name was Lewis. Um, and she, um, basically got into drugs and drug dealing um and she kind of ruined her whole career basically on you know um, what? selling crack cocaine and heroin do you know what i'm really getting from this episode <laughs> being a phd student comes with some serious risks but if you're sat at home right now thinking oh bloody hell i'm just such an awful phd student it's like 10 a.m i've only just started work just think you could be aiding and abetting a uh crack dealing selling murderer yeah could be a hell of a lot worse you could be murdering your supervisor we, we do not just say like that, by the way it sounds so far-fetched as well but i actually have met a phd student that was a drug dealer oh i thought you that is a drug was dealer. a murderer he could he may be murder. he was quite a scary guy to be honest to be fair. He was at a conference. Yeah. And I, and what, selling at the conference? Well, probably. He kept on going off on his phone. And I thought, oh, he's busy. And then later I found out that... We had a drug, drug dealer. dealer at our wedding. Selling drugs at our wedding. Honestly. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> They're bloody everywhere. He's from the extended family, I just want to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the close family. No. Yeah, so, yeah, so what Molly was saying... <laughs> You're probably a good PhD student. You're yeah. not selling crack cocaine. So just reposition that halo, guys. Yeah, you're all right. If you don't submit on time, fine. At least you're yeah. not murdering people and selling drugs. This episode really escalated because we started off with just like pervy, creepy participants to like <laughs> murders. Yeah. Did you enjoy What's your favourite story? Um, My favourite story... Um. <laughs> My well, it makes me sound really weird, but I I I am interested in the one with the criminology student just because listening to that whole episode about it, it was a pretty crazy case. Um, but I mean, it's also really recent, like twenty twenty two, rather than the other I mean, one was in nineteen whatever. Enjoyed is definitely not the right word. Actually, okay, let me say, I think I if we are using the word enjoyed, probably okay. the the nineteen year old the nineteen year PhD student was probably my favourite. Because <laughs> he murdered. The- <laughs> because well, no, one, no. <laughs> because it was like in the 70s so i feel like the emotional aspect of it is slightly removed so you can talk about it with a little bit more um distance i mean 19 years is just ridiculous in and of itself what fucking nutcase is a phd for 19 years as i said before 
give up. Yeah. And um, it's just, you know, it's dramatic enough to stay with me. I'll remember that one. Yeah. Did you not like the stair one that I found at the start? Was that not fun? I already can't remember that one. <laughs> I forgot my equipment. <laughs> um, and what was that taking out? Single day. Oh my god, you forgot your equipment. I can't believe that even made that onto this episode. What a shit show. <laughs> what a shit show. Uh, yeah. I think we should get some spooky inspiration. I think we should. Okay. If anyone's still with us, that is. <laughs> they probably thought, what the fuck? In the first 10 minutes, the first off, I would have. I know I would have. Right, let's get some inspo. Okay, so this quote, um, it's got a little bit of a spooky feel about it. <laughs> I'm laughing because it really doesn't. It really doesn't. It just has the word scary in it. <laughs> Ooh, okay. So this is the part where I'm supposed to tell you it's not scary. Well, it is. But fear is natural. Fear is good. It just means that you're growing. Ah. <laughs> and oh, it's like... Gosh. You're on the fence. Explain there, it. Aren't you? No, I like it. Explain yeah, it. Things, things, things are scary. Good things are scary. You got to just do it. Yeah, exactly. Right? Because usually, when you're scared or fearful, you're putting yourself out of your comfort zone, and that is when we grow. Like we talked about that before, haven't we? Like when we've talked about resilience and stuff like that. In order to grow, you have to put yourself out of your comfort zone. You have to be scared. And so, I suppose you could say, like, you know, in terms of your academic journey and stuff like that, doing the PhD is the scary part. I would say it's it's a hyper exaggerated version like doing a PhD is you're constantly putting yourself out of your comfort zone at least I am like I'm actually to a point where I'm exhausted I just want to be in my comfort zone for a little bit just for a little bit I'm constantly being like I'm having to learn a new thing but it's exhausting but the amount of growth I've done is crazy exactly so just to repeat this is the part where I'm supposed to tell you it's not scary well, it is. But fear is natural. Fear is good. It just means you're growing. Grow, baby, grow. Bit like this podcast. So keep sharing, guys. We love to grow. We're loving it. And we, we love do. to meet more of you. Um, share with your friends. Come and see us on Instagram, stupidgenius underscore pod. We'd love to grow our community on there as well because we've got some we- exciting things coming up. Yeah, we're also um, on Twitter. And a few, a few people have... Uh, Asked us and we haven't been on there in ages and I, I don't went on. even have twitter so no we've, um, we've got 20 26 followers we're, oh, we're, <laughs> we actually yeah and I, I haven't even been on there we we created it like when we started and I was like well <laughs> I mean I don't I don't think I've even had a twitter app ever so that one's definitely on you um well but, um, come on twitter and say hi because I will be checking it now every now and then but every now and then every now and then but on instagram we're mainly there so um come say hi and we love you and keep sharing our yeah sharing us maybe not this one this one seems like (laughs) a bit all over the place but we'll be back next week with another episode see you then Bye. Bye. bye